In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Alleluia, Christ is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Christ our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. 
A reading from Acts. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia was standing, beseeching him and saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. And when he had seen the vision, immediately he sought to go on into Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. Setting sail, therefore, from Troas, as we made a direct voyage to Samothrace, and the following day to Neapolis, and from there to Philippi, which is the leading city of the district of Macedonia, a Roman colony. We remained in this city some days, and on the Sabbath day we went outside the gate to the riverside, where we supposed there was a place of prayer. And we sat down and spoke to the woman, women who had come together. One who heard us was a woman named Lydia, from the city of Triatria, a seller of purple goods who was a worshiper of God. The Lord opened her heart to give heed to what was said by Paul. And when she was baptized with her household, she besought us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. And she prevailed upon us. The word of the Lord. reading from Revelation. And in the Spirit he carried me away to a great high mountain and showed me the holy city, Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God. And I saw no temple in the city, for its temple is the Lord God, the Almighty, and the Lamb. And the city has no need of sun or moon to shine upon it, for the glory of God is its light 
and its lamp is the Lamb. By its light shall the nations walk, and the kings of the earth shall bring bring their glory into it, and its gates shall never be shut by day, and there shall be no night there. They shall bring into it the glory and the honor of the nations, but nothing unclean shall enter it. Nor any one who practices abomination or falsehood, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. Then he showed me the river of the water of life, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb through the middle of the street of the city. Also, on either side of the river, the tree of life with its twelve kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit each month, and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. There shall no more be anything accursed, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall worship him. They shall see his face, and his name shall be on their foreheads and night shall be no more. They need no light of lamp or sun, for the Lord God will be their light, and they shall reign forever and ever. The word of the Lord.
grant, O Lord, that thy word only may be spoken and thy word only may be received. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Gospel of St. John has several unique and defining qualities. It is rooted in philosophy, and much of the writing is deeply academic. The Gospel of John is very theological. It is more of a treatise or discourse answering questions of who Jesus is than a story of who Jesus is. The Gospel of St. John assumes from the very beginning that Jesus is God and does not wait have it be a climax of the gospel. It begins, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now another quality or distinction of the gospel of John is the bluntness of the conversations Jesus has with the different figures. Take, for instance, the third chapter when Jesus converses with the Pharisee named Nicodemus, which we read during Advent. Nicodemus begins his conversation with Jesus in a very flattering way. We southerners would be proud. Rabbi, we know you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Now the southern or polite thing for Jesus to do would be to say to Nicodemus, Thank you, sir. That's very kind of you. But Jesus' reply is not kind or southern or mannered. It is not flattering words, it is not thanks or gratitude, but a challenge. Jesus answers Nicodemus' graciousness this way. Verily, verily, I say unto you, unless one is born anew, he cannot see the kingdom of God. It's not very nice. This morning we have yet another blunt encounter. Jesus meets and heals a man who has been ill for 38 years. And he asked the man an extremely, extraordinarily interesting question. Do you want to be healed? Do you want to be healed? Now, if you read more closely into the story, you will find this is not a rhetorical device or question. It is rather an honest and literal question that points to something that affects many more people than just he who we deem the paralytic. So let us begin by examining the paralytic. We know that he has been ill for 38 years, which we can assume is the majority of his life. We know that he has been trying for some time to be healed in the pool of Bethsaida, literally translated, the house of mercy. This pool was a place of many miracles and healings and is of some note in Jewish lore. Some ancient texts Hold that an angel of the Lord came down daily and stirred up the water, troubled the water. And then the first person to step in the pool was healed. So, in an act of faith and of piety, each and every day this paralytic came to the pool, never giving up on God. But yet, despite him coming to the pool, despite him never giving up on God, despite his faith, despite Despite all the efforts that it took to get to the pool, we can't be certain that the paralytic wants to be healed. 
His answer to the question Jesus poses is troubling. Do you want to be healed? The sick man answers Jesus, Sir, I have no man to put me down into the pool when the water is troubled. And while I go down, another man steps before me. Now, the paralytic does not answer Jesus in a common way. The man does not proclaim Jesus as Lord. Yes, Lord. The man does not place his trust in Jesus. Rather, he makes an excuse for why he has not been healed. He declares himself a victim. Sir, I have no one to put me in the pool. We can't be sure that this man actually wants to be healed. Perhaps he uses his illness as a license to complain. Perhaps the man uses his illness to not have to take life seriously, to not to have to take responsibility for his life and his actions. Maybe he even enjoys, finds meaning in the fact that others take pity upon him. Now, this is a very hard claim I make this morning and not a very kind one, but I do make it with one more piece of evidence about the man. A few verses after this morning's gospel reading ends, the man, the paralytic, goes into the temple among the Jews, and they confront him. After the confrontation, Jesus sees the man that he is healed, and he says to him, and I quote, See, you are well. Sin no more, that nothing worse befall you. Sin no more, that nothing worse befall you. Now, this is extremely important because it is the only instance, the only instance in the gospel where Jesus heals a person and then declares this to them. Sin no more. Sin no more that nothing worse befall you. So despite the faith of the paralytic, despite his coming to the pool each and every day, he suffered from sin. He suffered from something that had nothing to do with his physical well-being. He used his disadvantage to not take responsibility for his life. He used his illness that he should complain, bemoan his situation. He used his illness to enjoy, to find meaning in the fact that others pitied him. Brothers and sisters in Christ our Lord, while it may only be recorded once in the gospel record, I propose that Jesus asked and asks this question to more than just the paralytic. He asks it to us all. Do you want to be healed? Do you want to be healed? The overwhelming majority of us are at some disadvantage, be it physical, mental, our family situation, our relationship situation, our finances, on and on and on. We all have a disadvantage in one area or another. The question this gospel forces upon us is this. Do we want to be healed? Or do we use our disadvantages to get out of taking responsibility? Have we become victims to things that are outside of our control? Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is troubled. Sir, while I am going, another steps down before me. Do we make excuses to get out of taking responsibility for ourselves, for our families, for our religious and civic obligations? 
Sir, I have no man to put me in the pool. Do we enjoy, somewhere deep down, do we find pleasure, meaning, and purpose in the fact that others pity us? Do we enjoy and find purpose in moaning and grumbling about the condition and state of our lives? If so, we are in great danger. Jesus tells a paralytic, sin no more that nothing worse befall you. And that worst thing that could befall us is losing our soul. That is to say, by wallowing in pity, by using disadvantage to be irresponsible, by finding pleasure or meaning or purpose in complaining and being pitied, our souls become a distorted mess. Rather than looking to Jesus, he who heals the cosmos for our health and for our salvation, we can, if we are not careful, end up in such a state that we desire only the pity of Jesus, not his healing. And we would rather stay in our disadvantaged state and accept the healing that Jesus offers. And in so doing, we could lose our soul. So my brothers and my sisters in Jesus Christ, our Lord, let us answer Jesus with a resounding yes. When asked if we want to be healed, take command of our lives and not use our disadvantage as a reason to apathy. Let us come to the house of mercy seeking healing and not pity. Let us live lives that show forth the power and the light of God so that others may see us and seek the same healing and the same strength that God offers to all who ask. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Standing, let us affirm our faith in God and in his holy church. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God.
kneeling, let us pray for the church and for the world. Grant, Almighty God, that all who confess your name may be united in your truth, live together in your love, and reveal your glory in the world. Lord, in your mercy, guide the people of this land and of all the nations in the ways of justice and peace, that we may honor one another and serve the common good. Lord, in your mercy. Give us all a reverence for the earth as your own creation, that we may use its resources rightly in the service of others and to your honor and glory. Lord, in your mercy. Bless all whose lives are closely linked with ours and grant that we may serve Christ in them and love one another as he loves us. Lord, in your mercy. Comfort and heal all those who suffer in body, mind, or spirit. Give them courage and hope in their troubles and bring them the joy of your salvation. Lord, in your mercy. We commend to your mercy all who have died, especially Lois Faris, that your will for them may be fulfilled, and we pray that we may share with all your saints in your eternal kingdom. Lord, in your mercy. Let us pray for our own needs and those of others. For your handmaids with child, especially Margaret Bounds, Nora Middleton, Elizabeth Tosh, and for those celebrating birthdays this week, especially Paige Harris, Robert Henson, Austin Morgan, Allison Palmer, Catherine Rich, Germania Rushing, and Burke West. Also for those celebrating anniversaries this week, especially Elizabeth and Brad Kent. For those who suffer in body, mind, or spirit, especially Norman Alston, Kay Anderson, John Barnett, Suzanne Boyd, Beth Boykin, Mary Brigham, Luca Seraldo, Beth Cleaver, Mary Craft, Susie Dearman, Ellen Dye, Michelle Gibson, Vicki Glenn, Bobby Ray Hardy, Bill Hersham, Emily Lauren Ishi, Clementa Evanile, Martha Jackson, Shannon Jackson, Leroy Jensen, Josie Jett, Brian Jones, Mary Lou Lott, Nita McRae, Jean Miller, Grady Palmer, Kyle Pearson, Whitney Pickering, Carol Prevost, Ed Roberts, Ashley Rogers, Bill and Carolyn Sanford, Diane Scott, Dole Scott, Will Sherrill and family, Ella Smith, Wendy Sneed, Tony Stiles, 
Ollie and Finn Stringer, Joyce Timms, Martha Jane Tyler, Lucy May Wade, Shirley Waldrop, Dan Walters, Donna and Milton Wheeler, Lisa Worrell, and those we now name. For the protection of the men and women of our armed forces at home and abroad, especially John Asbell, Louisa Balthazard, Chase Bradshaw, John Brewer, Michael Buthler, Mark Carter, Melissa Kleckler, Stan Harris, Jay Holloway, Scott Howell, Eric Jamillo, Walton Lucky, Bailey Lutz, Calvin Powell, Harold Russell, Joe Vinson, James Warner, Mark Waters, and Wyatt Welch. Lord Jesus Christ, who said unto thine apostles, Peace I give to you, my own peace I leave with you. Regard not our sins, but the faith of thy church. And give to us the peace and unity of that heavenly city, where with the Father and the Holy Ghost you live and reign, now and forever. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors and ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Almighty God, have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in everlasting life. Amen. Please stand. The peace of the Lord be always with you, and also with you. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to St. John's on this sixth Sunday of Easter. Um, it's where well, we're still talking. Right, we're we'll get to it. All right. uh, it's, it's great to see so many of you here today, and in, in, in all in such wonderful moods. Uh, it's been an extremely, extraordinarily busy week here in the city of Laurel. Um, as we all know, we had uh, St. John's Day School had her May Day on Friday night, uh, which uh, had to be moved at the last minute. To First Baptist Church. Uh, so if, if you see any uh, First Baptist Church people, uh, be sure to, to thank them for their kindness and their charity uh, in, at the last minute t- taking in, I think, over 900 folks at, at one point. So that was a lot of people to descend in, in a rapid manner upon First Baptist, and they were very kind to, to, to uh, host that. So do, do 
do give them your thanks. Uh, also coming up, um, or on, and on yesterday, excuse me, I forgot to thank people yesterday, we have a lot of our, our, our ladies that are in the Laurel Arts League that, that put on the Laurel uh, Arts Day in the park yesterday for art scholarships and other things. Uh, and we uh, set up a Coke booth to, to raise money for the Honduras Medical Mission, and many, many of you signed up uh, and showed up to help for that. So thank you to all who made that possible and helped raise money for the Honduras Medical Mission. It was very kind. Uh, this week coming up, we have uh, the vestry will meet, so, so please keep us in your prayers as we meet Wednesday night. Thursday is the day of the Ascension. Uh, historically, we've done a, a sort of a, a bigger to-do to and had a dinner on, on, on that night. This, this year, we'll have uh, a noonday mass to, to, to uh, keep that feast. And uh, if you will look at the bottom of the page, the actual <laughs> the report from the treasurer, you sort of come to understand why we're, uh, we've been... <clears throat> We are now are still $41,000. We have spent $41,000 more than we have brought in. Uh, we have borrowed $20,000 from our mark, mark, money market account. So we're at the point now of having to, 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 to cut back. So uh, we're still $11,000 behind in pledged income. So uh, please please do remember some of your prayers. Some of the major expenses, uh, as I've talked about this the last two Sundays, our, uh, air, our HVAC system in the in this building uh, had a catastrophic failure that took over two weeks to, to find and repair the problems on that. Our, our commercial-grade refrigerator uh, bit the dust, as it were. Uh, we had to replace it, and then we had a, a rather large sinkhole in the columbarium area that, that, that required putting new plant materials and uh, things like that. So we've had three or four. We've had a roof leak as well. Uh, we've had three or four major events that have, that have eaten into to our, to our money. So please do keep the parish in your prayers. And then I think that's all that is uh, coming up for your information. Uh, next Sunday, uh, May the 12th, is Baccalaureate Sunday and uh, Mother's Day. We'll remember our graduating seniors and our mothers on that day. And then the parish picnic uh, is, is coming up May the 19th. We're starting the parish picnic an hour earlier than normal, so uh, be on the lookout for that. We will actually begin uh, the Mass at 9.30 a.m., uh, so if the police, state police don't pull me over coming from the 8 o'clock service here, we, and we'll, we'll be on time. So please do keep, uh, please do make note of those two things. And again, everyone, uh, thank you for all your hard work around this wonderful and fine city. Um, God bless you all. Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us and offering a sacrifice to God.
O Lord, and of thine own have we given thee. You may be seated.
Please stand. The holy sacrifice of this Eucharist is offered to the greater glory of God and many giving thanks for his many, many blessings upon our lives. Giving thanks, especially this day, for the city and community of Laurel, for her good people, and that God's grace and blessing may be upon us all. We offer special intentions for the sixth grade class of St. John's Day School who is traveling to the Canuga Camp and Conference Center. May the holy angels provide them with protection, and may God's grace be with them. We offer special intentions as well for those who live in areas of violence and persecution. We remember especially the Christian communities in Syria and in Egypt on this day. May God's peace prevail upon earth. And may the souls of all the faithfully departed through the mercy of God rest in peace. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing. Always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. But chiefly are we bound to praise you for the glorious resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. For he is the true Paschal Lamb who was sacrificed for us and has taken away the sin of the world. By his death he has destroyed death, and by his rising to life again, he has won for us everlasting life. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name.
God, for the goodness and love which you have made known to us in creation, in the calling of Israel to be your people, in your word spoken through the prophets, and above all in the word made flesh, Jesus your Son. For in these last days you sent him to be incarnate from the Virgin Mary, to be the Savior and Redeemer of the world. In him you have delivered us from evil and made us worthy to stand before him, before you. In him you have brought us out of error into truth, out of sin into righteousness, out of death into life. On the night before he died for us, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread. And when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took a cup of wine, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you shall drink it in remembrance of me. Therefore, according to his command, O Father, we remember his death, we proclaim his resurrection, we await his coming in glory, and we offer our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving to you, O Lord of all, presenting to you from your creation this bread and this wine. We pray you, gracious God, to send your Holy Spirit upon these gifts, that they may be the sacrament of the body of Christ and his blood of the new covenant. Unite us to your Son and his sacrifice, that we may be acceptable through him, being sanctified by the Holy Spirit. In the fullness of time, put all things in subjection under your Christ, and bring us to that heavenly country, where with the ever-blessed Virgin Mary, Saint John, our patron, and all your saints, we may enter the everlasting heritage of your sons and daughters. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, the firstborn of all creation, the head of the church, and the author of our salvation. By him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ hath taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine. 
almighty and ever-living God, we thank you for feeding us with the spiritual food of the most precious body and blood of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, for assuring us in these holy mysteries that we are living members of the body of your Son and heirs of your eternal kingdom. And now, Father, send us out to do the work you have given us to do, to love and serve you as faithful witnesses of Christ our Lord. To him, to you, and to the Holy Spirit, be honor and glory, now and forever. Amen. May Almighty God, who has redeemed us and made us his children through the resurrection of his Son, our Lord, bestow upon you the riches of his blessing. May God, who through the water of baptism has raised us from sin into newness of life, make you holy and worthy to be united with Christ forever. May God, who has brought us out of bondage to sin into true and lasting freedom in the Redeemer, bring you to your eternal inheritance and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost be amongst you now and remain with you always.